Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game to See Georgia Southern. The play is known simply as the run. Peterson took a handoff up the middle, broke a tackle at the line of scrimmage, spins away from the next defender he meets, and he shakes off a diving tackler. 30 yards down the field, he meets another defender and literally throws him out of the way with his right arm, grabs him by the shoulder pad, and swipes him off onto the sideline. It was really so surreal because the place is going completely berserk during the run until he throws off that defender. He throws off that defender, the whole place went silent, stone silent, like an intake of breath. It was just so amazing. Nobody had ever seen it before. And then, of course, the place exploded again after they all caught their breath. Put yourself in the action with Ticket City. Visit savannahnow.com slash sports and click on tickets. Oh, he will. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. This episode of the Georgia Southern Extra Podcast is brought to you by the Savannah Morning News' Empty Stocking Fund. Since 1971, the Empty Stocking Fund has been making sure all needy children will have a reason to smile on Christmas morning. Countless readers have shared their blessings with those in our community who are suffering hardships during the holiday season. All contributions are appreciated and will be acknowledged in the manner requested by donors. To donate, please send checks made payable to SCF. Empty Stocking Fund to 2225 Norwood Avenue, Suite B, Savannah, Georgia, 31406. Again, that is 2225 Norwood Avenue, Suite B, Savannah, Georgia, 31406. And make sure to label it SCF Empty Stocking Fund. Thank you and happy holidays. All right, Georgia Southern fans, welcome to a special episode of Georgia Southern Extra. I am Travis Jadon, the beat writer for Georgia Southern Athletics at the Savannah Morning News. And what a win it was in Montgomery on Saturday night. I know Georgia Southern fans are excited and happy and, you know, as pleased as you could be from the performance from Chad Lunsford and his team um, Saturday, 23-21 final over Eastern Michigan thanks to a T-Bass 40-yard field goal that will not soon be forgotten uh, in Statesboro and the surrounding areas. I wanted to jump on on this Monday evening and get you guys uh, my thoughts on the game before we get into really still a busy week for us here at the Morning News and for Georgia Southern Extra. We'll have this episode that you're currently listening to. It'll just be me today with my thoughts on the game and then on Wednesday, we'll have a bunch of coverage from signing day and the early signing period, which runs Wednesday through Friday uh, as the 2019 class for Georgia Southern begins to take shape. So we'll have uh, an interview with Justin Judy of 247 Sports for Georgia Southern, and he, he does a good job of kind of rounding up the who's who of the class and letting us know who, who we should be looking out for. Uh, during those 72 hours, which really impacts signings and high school kids tremendously, but it impacts the programs too. It allows the the teams to kind of set a base for the class, get guys in early, get guys signed early, and then work from there up until the first Wednesday in February when uh, you know the original signing day uh, and the final signing day uh, for high school seniors takes place. So we'll have that on Wednesday, and then later this week, Friday, Saturday area, we'll have a season wrap-up. That'll include myself and Greg 
Uh, we'll have a couple other guests. Um, we'll have a best of the podcast kind of segment uh, given to us by producer Zach, uh, where we'll package together some of the better highlights of the season, some of the more notable moments from the podcast and from the Georgia Southern football games, their press conferences, kind of just wrapping up the season as a whole. So big picture stuff. That's what you guys can look for uh, later this week. Our thoughts on the season as a whole and kind of what it means for Georgia Southern moving forward. And then we'll jump in a little bit to kind of talk about what 2019 might bring. Uh, 2019 starts August 31st at Louisiana State University. So no rest for the weary. Uh, As far as Georgia Southern goes, they'll open up with a juggernaut in LSU at LSU. So yeah, let's let's talk Eastern Michigan and the win, big win for Georgia Southern. They finished the season at 10 and 3, first 10 win season. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already have heard this a, a million times. It doesn't really get old though if you're a Georgia Southern fan. First 10 win season for Georgia Southern in FBS program history. So since 2014, uh, really a remarkable turnaround from a 2 and 10 team last year with a lot of the same pieces. Uh, Georgia Southern turned it around and went 10-3. and And on Saturday night in Montgomery, Alabama, they really showed out on a national broadcast and kind of brought the Georgia Southern brand with them, specifically in the, in the first half. I wanted to start immediately by saying kudos to you guys. You guys showed up in Montgomery, and really I thought, I, I thought there would be a good fan base uh, presence for Georgia Southern there. I did not think that it would have uh, as much of an impact as as I do believe that it did. I think that all year the Georgia Southern team fed off of you guys, um, and they fed off of, uh, you know, y'all's caring so much about this team, and it was tangible on Saturday in Montgomery. So kudos to you guys. Nice job. You guys brought it. Several players commented on it. Uh, Wes Fields, Wes Kennedy, Shy Wirtz, and Coach Lunsford all commented on how impressed they were with you guys. Um, Georgia Southern, as far as the football on the field goes, they were mighty impressive, I thought, in the first half, especially early in the game. I th- you know, It's exactly like we talked about. They came out and set the tone, and they did what they wanted to do. They controlled the ball. They controlled the clock, and, and they got off the field on important downs uh, defensively. So in the first half, Georgia Southern really dominated the game, I thought, Eastern Michigan only ran 18 plays in the first half, which is mind-blowing. 18 plays in the first half, 50 plays total. Georgia Southern outsnapped Eastern Michigan 65-50, to 50, and it was only the third time all year that Georgia Southern had 65-plus offensive plays. We've talked about it before on this podcast. Georgia Southern, you know, historically slow pace running, you know, not a lot of plays at all. Um, right around 55, 56, 57 plays a game. And on Saturday, they managed to get off 65 plays, none more important than uh, you know the final nine-play drive that set up the Tyler Bass field goal. I guess the Bass field goal was on the ninth play of the drive. But uh, Shy Wirtz, I thought, was great in the first half, and especially late in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I thought they... Georgia Southern was a little too conservative in the third quarter and understandably slow. The game kind of was getting away from them. They, they had a few penalties. Uncharacteristically, they kept putting the ball on the ground, but you know they managed to get back on, on every single one of those. They do end the season with a plus 22 turnover margin, which is you know incredible. We've talked about that 
Adams on on this podcast. Georgia Southern outrushes Eastern Michigan 331 to 97 in total. They outgained them total yards 364 to 301. And again, we talked about a 65 plays for Georgia Southern, only 50 for Eastern Michigan. In the first half, I thought there were a couple of key moments. Shy Wirtz on third and 13 hit Malik Murray on a stop route just past the markers the first down markers with one of his better throws of the season. I thought really the ball came out of his hands prior to Murray breaking off his route. Murray ran a a crisp route and the ball was thrown on a dime uh, in between Murray's letters, the three and the three. So I I thought shy was especially important early in the game. You know, he tried to do a little too much on a few plays. You guys will remember those plays, but for the most part, I thought he was poised and I thought that he was the leader that he's been really the whole the whole season, um, except for a game or two. So Wirtz gets the MVP. He accounts for two touchdowns. Uh, after hitting Murray on that third and 13, Wirtz ended up scoring uh, the first touchdown of the game on a rushing touchdown. And from there, Georgia Southern led 7 nothing up until the second quarter when the game kind of went Georgia Southern's direction. I thought at that point in the second quarter, uh, especially midway through the second quarter, that Georgia Southern was going to begin to pull away and kind of enforce their will. Um, But 7.50 mark in the second quarter, Tyler Lyle, the fullback from Eastern Michigan, catches a one-yard touchdown pass from Mike Glass to tie the game at 7-all. That was the first time that fullback Tyler Lyle had touched the ball all season. So he came into the game with no carries and no receptions and of course his first uh touching of the ball comes on a touchdown pass from glass against georgia southern so seven all and then words and company respond which i thought was really crucial uh words scored on a five-yard run later in the ensuing georgia southern drive to put georgia southern up 14 to 7 and then Late in the first half with 2.40 on the clock, Georgia Southern drove the length of the field. Well, they didn't drive the length of the field, but they drove enough to give Tyler Bass a shot from 50 yards, and, and he nailed it. It would have been good from 60, I thought. So Georgia Southern went in with a comfortable 17-7 to lead uh, after the first half. And from there, I, it looked like to me that Georgia Southern was going to take over. They did anything but that. And in the second half, it was really all Eastern Michigan. So in the second half... The, Teams come out of the locker room. First play from scrimmage, Mike Glass hits Arthur Jackson for a 75-yard touchdown pass. Something of note that really stuck out for me on that play. What it was was Jackson found a soft spot in the zone in between Monquavian Brinson and the safety. I believe it was Moon on that side. But when he got behind Brinson, caught the pass, it looked like he was going to kind of his back was facing the sideline. It looked like he was going to back his way out of bounds after catching the, the pass. And I think Monquavi and Brinson thought the same thing. If you'll look at that play again, um, you'll see Brinson kind of pull up. And, you know, I'm, he wasn't loafing, but I just think that he maybe thought what I thought, which was that Jackson was going to step out of bounds. So that, that cost Brinson the next series, uh, Jesse Liptrot was across the way from Kendall Vildor as the second cornerback. So I think Brinson might have been in the doghouse a little bit after that play. But, you know, certainly understandable that Eastern Michigan is going to hit on plays. I mean, they came in with, you know, an adequate offense, and and Georgia Southern had stifled them the whole first half. You you had to figure at some point that they would put together a drive. I didn't know it would be a one-play, 75-yard drive. But from that moment on, 
the game was really a slugfest. And as much as Eastern Michigan was talking, and they were doing a lot of talking, um, as much as they were talking, they came out and backed it up in the third quarter and made a ball game of it. So at 17 to 14, really it stayed, it stayed that way for quite a while. And I want to point to two second half uh, moments, which I thought were key moments and both good decisions from Chad Lunsford. Now, a lot of you guys, or at least some of you will probably disagree with this, but I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. Late in the third quarter, Georgia Southern was facing a fourth and one from their own 40, and they elected to punt after five plays, 20 yards, and three minutes came off the clock. Um, they elected to punt, and I thought, it was a good, I thought it was a good choice to punt there. What happened on the ensuing Eastern Michigan drive, which started late in the third quarter and ended early in the fourth quarter, was Georgia Southern held them. Uh, if you'll remember, Mike Glass, the Eastern Michigan quarterback, tried a back shoulder um, sideline pass on fourth down, and it fell incomplete. So Georgia Southern punted there ended up winning that kind of series and on Georgia Southern's ensuing drive, their first drive of the fourth, Georgia Southern comes down their first drive of the fourth quarter and, and gets a Tyler Bass field goal. So that's a moment where you could have gone for it. I don't think anybody would have questioned you if you did go for it. But when Georgia Southern gets that Tyler Bass field goal on fourth and three from the Eastern Michigan 18, they could have gone for it there too. And I think a lot of people were clamoring for Georgia Southern to go for it there. You know, I'm glad they didn't because those three points ended up mattering a lot. Um, Again, something they could have done, but Lunsford had some poise. He trusted his defense and and really trusted the offense that if the defense couldn't hold, the the offense would be able to come back down. And, And that's exactly what happened. So Georgia Southern kicks the field goal, goes up. 20 to 14 and then a drive really for the ages for Mike Glass and the Eastern Michigan offense. So Georgia Southern scores 20 to 14, eight plays, 38 yards, four minutes and 12 seconds. Eastern Michigan begins their drive at the 949 mark of the fourth quarter trailing by six. Well, they proceed to go 16 plays, 75 yards and six and a half minutes to take the lead on a fourth down pass to Arthur Jackson again from Mike Glass. And at that moment, you felt that a lot of people may have started second-guessing the play calling and second-guessing the decision to kick the field goal. But here's what happened on that drive. You had Eastern Michigan, one of the worst third-down conversion teams offensively in the country, um, if not the worst. I mean, statistically, I know they were ranked 120 coming in, so that's near the bottom of the FBS. But Eastern Michigan (laughs) converted one third down through the first three quarters so they were one for their first six I believe on that final drive that they had they converted three third downs and if I'm not mistaken a fourth down as well so you can't account for or you cannot expect Eastern Michigan to to convert all those third downs that they did um and the fourth down conversion yeah was on the Arthur Jackson touchdown pass so when they took the lead it was it was easy to kind of second guess the decisions to punt earlier uh in the second half and then the decision to kick the bass field goal from the Eastern Michigan 18 on fourth and 3 but that decision to kick that second Tyler Bass field goal ended up allowing Georgia Southern to be only down by 2 points 23-21 and on that final drive that we've all seen a hundred times by now, I'm sure that meant that you didn't have to drive the length of a field for a touchdown. It allowed you to set up one of your best players, Tyler Bass, for a game-winning field goal that he nailed. And, and during that last drive for Georgia Southern, 
it seemed like the entire time they were dead set on Tyler Bass kicking a game-winning field goal. They were in no rush. Um, and, and you can think how, whatever you want about that. But the fact of the matter is they weren't in any rush. And when they when Wirtz converted that fourth down on an incredible play by him, just a, a great individual effort, that fourth down conversion sealed it for Georgia Southern. They were going to end the game on a Tyler Bass field goal attempt. One way or the other, he was going to make it and they were going to win. Or, you know, if he missed it, they were going to live and die by that. And I'm okay with that. Lunsford's okay with that. And surely Bob DeBess was okay with that. I want to give kudos to, to Lunsford and, and especially Bob DeBess and Scott Sloan for kind of sticking to what they've done all year long. They, they didn't lose their heads. They didn't do anything differently just because it was a big moment and, and probably the biggest moment of the season. That's something I wanted to, to definitely touch on. One note, offensively, I thought with the extra time to prepare, Bob the Best would come with some sort of wrinkle, and he did that. Several, several packages for Georgia Southern included um, backup offensive lineman Peyton Backer, who was wearing jersey number 88, uh, making him an eligible receiver. On those packages, he would line up as kind of the up back, similar to what Ellis Richardson has been all year, kind of the, a lead blocker, fullback tight end. And really, he was responsible for Eastern Michigan's Max Crosby, who, ha- who had a good game. He's a great player. But Peyton Backer, I thought that wrinkle from Bob the Best allowed Georgia Southern to develop the dive play early and kind of led to everything else that ended up happening. 65 plays in the game for Georgia Southern, 58 of them were running plays. So no secret to what Georgia Southern wanted to do, but that was a little wrinkle I saw from Bob the Best and company who ended up with 331 yards rushing. Just really remarkable um, what they were able to do, especially in the first half. A couple more notes from the game before we wrap up. I thought that the referees during the game did a tremendous job. Too often we talk about the referees only in a negative light. Uh, and they seem to only get attention when they did when they perform uh, poorly. On Saturday, they could have easily called a bunch of flags, especially after plays. Uh, there was a lot of jawing. Now, Eastern Michigan was one of the more talkative teams I've ever seen in person. Georgia Southern's no slouch in their own right. I mean, they can hold their own when it comes to the verbal back and forth, and and you know that's that's to be expected. You guys know that this team has called themselves a, a, a brotherhood and this program has called themselves a brotherhood. You can only take so much um, kind of verbal abuse and really on some, in some instances, um, just being objective here, the physical abuse that Georgia Southern was taking after the fact. But I thought the referees were good and kind of staying out of the way. They kept it to where it was manageable, but they didn't make themselves too much a part of the game. And you don't want that. You don't want the referees becoming a storyline. So kudos to them. Uh, I, I thought that they did a great job of kind of balancing it and feeling out the game. And it ended up being, you know, a pretty clean game. Uh, Georgia Sun committed some penalties, some untimely penalties, but those were, for the most part, pre-snap. And then as long as we're handing out kudos uh, Danny Reed and the Georgia Southern Sports Network, really a great job all season long. Um, but the, the call at the end of the game, you guys have seen it or heard it by now, I'm sure, was excellent. And, and Danny's done a good job. He, he is a must-listen, I think, during the games. And so that, that play call or that radio call from Danny and Terry and the rest of the Georgia Southern Sports Network will, will – live as long as the Tyler Bass memory uh, lives, as long as the Tyler Bass field goal 
lives, which will be probably forever uh, if you're talking Georgia Southern football. So kudos to Danny and those guys. Ball is on the near hash. It is a 40-yard kick. We've said it a lot. We'll say it again. Langing to snap it. Bowerly to hold it. This to win the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Three ticks left. Snap and hold. Bass swings. On the way. It's gone! It is well with my soul in Montgomery! Georgia Southern wins the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl! 23-21! Another note from the game to me was... It was curious that Eastern Michigan went exclusively with Mike Glass. I'm not sure why they went only with Mike Glass. And I asked Lunsford after the game if that's what Georgia Southern was expecting. Um, and, and here's what Coach Lunsford had to say about that. We, we were expecting both to play. Um, you know, so it was, it was kind of interesting that, you know, that, that he was out there the whole time. But uh, we expected both to play and we prepared for both. So that's Coach Lunsford talking about, you know, they weren't expecting it, and it was a little strange that they went only with Glass, but that's what happened. Instead of, you know, alternating with grad transfer Tyler Uyghurs, they went exclusively with Glass, and he played he played well. Uh, three touchdown passes, ties a Camellia Bowl record, but that was curious for me. So Georgia Southern probably spent a lot of time preparing for Tyler Uyghurs, and they did not see him at all. One final note. For me, coming out of this game, uh, we know about the 15 seniors that are leaving this program and, and kind of the mark that they left on the program. Uh, but there's two juniors that I expect to come back. But it's worth noting that Kendall Vildor and Monquavian Brinson, uh, the junior cornerbacks, will both probably be drafted in the NFL at some point in their lifetime. Uh, I think if they were to come out, and I don't think they are, but if they were to come out in the draft, that they would both be drafted this year. That's something to kind of monitor as we move along in the offseason. I expect those guys to either announce that they are or are not coming back sooner rather than later. We know the draft isn't until the spring, but kind of that whole process will begin to play out sooner than you think. So, you know, monitor that and monitor that situation as you will, but that's something that could impact the outlook for next year. Um, Finally, you know, we talked about it all season long. In the crunch time, Georgia Southern once again went to their big three of Shy Wirtz, Wes Kennedy, and Wesley Fields. Um, Fields will end his career and end his senior year as the Georgia Southern leading rusher and leading receiver. That's the first time that's happened in school history. For a season, West Kennedy led the Eagles on Saturday uh, in rushing, and he was featured a lot. So he had nine carries, 107 yards. That's basically a 12-yard average. That'll do just fine for me next year. Um, so I thought that it was kind of uh, telling that by the end of the year, things had kind of taken hold, and, and you knew in the fourth quarter when they needed it most, it was going to be Wirtz, it was going to be Fields. And it was going to be Kennedy, and that's exactly what it was. It worked out well for Georgia Southern getting their second bowl win in program history. And all is well, as Mr. Reed would say, with his soul. So Georgia Southern 23-21 final. Those are my thoughts on the game. As always, make sure you guys give us your thoughts. You can tweet at me at Jadon Sports, J-A-U-D-O-N Sports, or email me at tjadon at savannahnow.com. 
Keep up with savannahnow.com slash sports coverage of Georgia Southern Athletics. We'll have, like I said, plenty of basketball news, plenty of recruiting news, and plenty of offseason news on Georgia Southern. Uh, Until we talk to you guys next time, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern.